Before we jump in, a warning that we are an explicit book podcast. Yes, that means swearing, shitty jokes, and a whole lot of dark humour that some may take offence to. Please check your trigger warnings on all of the books we cover. You've been warned. The episode starts in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> a book in a bed. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Book and a Bev. We are your hosts, Bryony, Georgia, and Ellie, and this week we are back with a sport romance. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> this is Icebreaker by Hannah Grace, and when I say this book is so addictive, you picture ice hockey and it's not that sexy until you read this book. Amazing. It's Absolutely. Brilliant. It's all over the TikTok at the moment, it as is. the oh youth God, say. You said that. All over as the, the youth saying. Talk. Well, I am an elder millennial, so I need to, you know, get back to my roots. Anyway, what are we drinking tonight, ladies? Well, we've actually been sitting here gas bagging for like, I don't even know how long, about our awful, awful days. So point one, just prepare yourselves for that. But I am drinking a giant icy Jack Daniels and Coke. I was going to try and do a slushy, but... I can't cope with anything today and I needed to not make difficult decisions. So here we are. We support your choices. Well, I am drinking a variety of things. Well, <laughs> I'm not just drinking. I'm ingesting and I'm sniffing. I'm drinking water. I've got a Vicks vapor up my nose <laughs> and I've also got some zinc and some cold and flu tablets. Yeah, George has gone well, for those wondering. Yeah. I just got back from seeing Harry Styles, so I am actually doing well. Mentally, physically. Physically, I'm (laughs) not doing well. We're just rolling with the punches. I'm dodging them. I think the question here is, was the delayed flight extra $800 potential COVID worth it to see Harry in person? Lost AirPods. Yes. Lost AirPods. Lost AirPods. That's right. Yeah, so Friday night. Amazing, brilliant. We had our Mardi Gras celebration. It was so much fun. And then Saturday was Harry Styles. So much fucking fun. <laughs> it was the rest of it. That was a bit questionable. But it was so fucking worth it. I'd do it again. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Oh, good. Well, that's the main yeah. thing. That's the main yes. thing. But yes, that's well, why I'm drinking it slash ingesting. So. Well, I have just got water tonight. I said that very posh. Water. Water. Um, water. Yeah, I've just got water tonight because we all know I'm on a health kick clean girl manifesting shit i'm very much like stacy in this book she thinks that she's a positive person she's not <laughs> i love how you that, say stacy like a very posh stacy stacy no okay again i will and reference vanderpump rules again okay so listeners <laughs> please be on the same page with me with vanderpump rules right now okay the scandoval <laughs> we are all aware of tom sandinoval and Ariana Maddox, right? We all know this story. I've been trying to catch the girls up because they're just, they're not on the same page, but that's fine. We don't hold that against them. We all know Stasi, do we not? Stasi Schroeder. I feel like Ellie is in fact actually holding us against us, Georgia. I, yeah. I am. I will be calling her Stasi because that is Starsy. the way it is if meant you, to if be. If you call it Stasi, you have to say it like this, Stasi. No. Stasi. I listened to the bloody audio book as well and that's how it said it. So don't blame me. Blame Hannah Grace. That aside, what did we think of the book? Oh my God. Why was this book so good? It was just like such a joy to read. Like we had the perfect combination of light and funny 
like and fluffy romance versus like some actual dark real world relatable moments and then like the witty banter the lovable himbos and like there's the juicy juicy spice and i mean a book where the guy falls first, say less. It's one of my favourite things. Question, What what's a himbo? Big buff men with beautiful soft brains. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. But like, also, I hope you are all ready for an unjustifiable amount of, one, grandmummy, it's me. Anastasia, along with two, me referencing the iconic 2018 Pyongyang Olympic ice skating routine by Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore. If you guys aren't already aware, we basically <laughs> were forced into friendship with Bryony because of this. I have no shame and I have no regrets. No, Bryony's going to link it in the show notes for you. But <laughs> so inclined. Yeah. So yeah, fucking great book. Loved it. Well, this book is such like a feel-good, fluffy, lovable, frenemies to lovers read. Like honestly, it was one of my favorite books of 2022. It is also by far my favorite sports rom-com romance of all time because it's got the perfect mix of spice to like fluff to frenemies to lovers. Like it's just, it was so fucking good. Nate Hawkins also is one of my all-time favorite book boyfriends. Absolutely. He's so obsessed with Stacy. Thank and, you. And everything she does, he, he's just absolutely obsessed. Like he's just tripping over himself. He, he just can't fathom. He's like, oh my God, this woman, she's just blown my, blown my marbles. But we just love that for both of them. We love it. And I also think that this book sets up quite nicely the next book that we're covering because, like, what better way to prepare for 150 pages of pure smut than a fluffy, spicy rom-com, you know? Yeah, fair. I'm still not prepared, but that's fine. Yeah, no one can prepare for clowns. I am terrified of clowns, so this is you, not going to go well. It's not going to get good for you. I'm so sorry. Mm-mm. Well, I adored this book. There was banter, the sex, the bromance. Henry. Oh my God, Henry. Henry. I just, I loved all of it. And I really am getting the hype for the ice hockey romance stories. Who would have thunk it? So good. You know, I do prefer my stories with a little bit more angst, but that's okay. But there was a point where from the moment they basically became mutually exclusive, I had this like impending sense of dread that something horrible was going to happen and force them apart because we still had like you know a good third of the book left. But you know, nothing too traumatic happened. So that's a nice change. I mean, other than the near death experience, but that's fine. Yeah, the drowning. Yeah. We've it's all very been, Jack and Rose on well, Some of us more than others. <laughs> anyway. <Jack and> Rose. <laughs> so somehow it's ended up that I've scored a heap of sex scenes in our notes for this episode so um, (laughs) please prepare yourselves for the utter awkwardness that I am and I I will embody I purposely kept (laughs) myself away from them so that you would have them like perfect Thanks. For like, that. Without coordination, Georgia and I were both like, yes. We're on the same page. <laughs> you can tell that I'm a victim in this friendship. <laughs> okay, well, note. let's just begin. We'll start in chapter one. That seems like a, a decent place to begin. Anastasia, we meet. She's an ice skater, which is very shocking from the cover art. Would never have guessed it. But we meet her and we meet her coach, Aubrey Brady and Aaron, who is her skating partner. We think we like Aaron to begin with. He kind of seems to be like on her side because the coach is getting into Stacy for fucking up a lift. And he's like, no, 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 no. She's going to get there. She'll be fine. Like, we're going to figure this out. It's all good. But then we have some quotes and we start to realize that, okay, no, Aaron's not who we thought he was at all. That was a very quick realization in chapter one. The quotes are, what he says in private is that the only way I'm going to pull it off is if 
I start doping and build a time machine to get my pre-puberty body back. Ew. Mildly fucked up. And then freshman year, I gained the freshman 15. Well, it was more like the freshman five, but Aaron said I was getting too heavy to lift. So I haven't put on an ounce since. That sounds like an Aaron problem. The silence is speaking volumes. (laughs) Ew. Ew. My God. Which actually, side note, the reference to her like unhealthy relationship with food and then how that really gets better once she's with Nate and going through that. Oh my God. I loved that. It was so relatable for me. It was oh so good. I think we've all been there once we get into like a safe, happy, stable relationship where you just, um, I don't know. You feel like comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know about you guys, but I pictured Aaron as Aaron from Mean Girls the whole time. I actually didn't picture him as anyone so that's a good thing i like i like that yeah okay yeah yeah we'll just roll with that fuck it up so at this stage we also learn that our girl loves like her schedule and planning things to a t so i feel her on a personal <laughs> level right now like i feel i feel that she actually has planned out like when she's gonna have sex because the guy she's fucking ryan is a busy guy too who's on the basketball team the arrangement is sex only and he's like super sweet and hot so it's a bonus and they both are on like the exact same page and we fucking love that so good so we meet our bestie lola and her and Aaron buttheads, which is an automatic red flag for me. If your bestie can't get along with mm. your skating partner or another one of your friends and they're like, this is a fucking problem, then red flags, red flags. So Ryan comes over to fuck and we already love him because he knows that stuff doesn't eat so well. And so he brings like a fuck ton of snacks with him and majority of them are covered in sugar. So already giant green fucking tick next to his name. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Lola and Aaron are going to a basketball player's party tonight instead of staying home because they don't want to hear Ryan's ball slapping in Lola's words. (laughs) So after they leave, Ryan is having like a really important thought as he like lines himself up to like slam into Stassi. (laughs) He says, Stas. She says, yeah, his forehead creases. Can Lola really hear my balls? I literally was like, I was like, this is like, I already like him because he's funny. And that's, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> okay. Well, we're then in the next chapter and we're in the point of view of our male main character, a.k.a. Nathan, Nate Hawkins. And he is basically waking up in bed with a hockey groupie. Her name is Kitty, and he is like, for fuck's sake, why did I do this? He goes downstairs, and we meet JJ, Henry, and Robbie, which, like, Robbie is Nathan's best friend. And Robbie is like, oh, my God, you little slut. And (laughs) our boy is like, yes, I know. Like, I'm aware. I fucked up. And Henry is just like, he's got no filter, and we love him. He's a little bit like us. We love him. I mean, on the spectrum and (laughs) no filter. 1,000% 1,000% Our boy Nate is the captain of the hockey team and we basically just find out that apparently one of the boys not one of our favourites obviously has done a stupid prank and it's basically ruined the ice skating rink so now the coach is furious, the dean is furious and the dean is basically taking it out on all of the student athletes which seems like that's a bit mean but okay, I get it, I guess not really. I guess <laughs> like in my brain I picture like American college to be so fucking extreme mm, that mm-hmm. like for us in Australia it's like what the fuck but I bet you they're constantly just fucking shit up in America that the teachers and like the staffing are just like I hate my fucking life. <laughs> I hate you, yeah. I hate the system that means I'm underfunded. Yeah. I'm just trying 
to keep your kids off the street. Literally. Pretty much. I'd love to give a comparison for our American listeners. (laughs) When I say I went to college, college in Australia is a very different thing to America. So we attend university, we go to uni, but if you're from the country and you're moving to a city to study, you live in a residential college and you board there throughout the year. So I lived in one of those colleges. So it's like a giant frat house, essentially. You each have your own room, but shit gets fucked up. There's like competing houses. Each house has like their own party every year. And the aim of the game is to get as shit faced as possible at every single event. And we do have intercollegiate sport where we do different events, but yeah, it's no, not as competitive as college sport in America. No, we have like a a round robin type event for football and we have a spirit committee for those of us that are not sport inclined but like to drink and make pretty signs so that's where I found (laughs) myself god I can picture Ellie now it was a good time my college our favorite sport the only sport we won out were boat races which is a sculling competition where we all had to line up in a row and you go one after another sculling beer and we were very good at that so quite proud look my comparison is my uni experience and I did a visual arts degree and surprisingly, the visual arts group didn't do a pub crawl. Everyone else did, like, the, oh. the law and the nursing pub crawls, huge events. And I was like, we're artists. We get drunk almost daily at this stage. Why are we not doing a pub crawl? So I tried to do one, and our first shirts were literally tie-dye that we had the tie-dye class make because we had a tie-dye class. <laughs> and then we had the Vincent van Gogh pub crawl, which had Wake Me Up Before You... Go Go spelt like Vincent Van Gogh and it had a picture of him with sunnies on it. I wish that I could say I had a fun experience in uni, but I didn't. I could not cope under the pressure of doing exams. When I spoke with my lecturer about it, they were basically like, that is just too bad. So then I left and here I am. Here I am. Rock me like a hurricane. (laughs) Rock me like a hurricane, indeed. As they say. And I think I got drunk maybe once oh. because I was very, very strict back then because I was like, I want to be a psychologist. And then oh my I realized God. that it wasn't for me. And then from that point onwards, I decided to get drunk every weekend and I have been doing that ever since. Okay. Moving on from that, we're in the next chapter back with Stasi and Look, she's kind of like me when I lose control of a situation, just absolutely, utterly stressed. If every single thing is not within my control, it may as well not happen, in my opinion. So essentially, this big meeting about like the debacle with the ice rink, not on her agenda today. It was unplanned. Chaos ensues. So Ryan ends up finding her in the line to get into the awards room where they're about to have this big speech moment. And he gives her a kiss on the forehead and he's like, babes, it's fine. Let's just revisit your motivational Mm -hmm. quotes that you post every morning online. And they've just got really good banter. And at this point I'm realizing I am not cut out for a casual cook-up style relationship (laughs) at all. Absolutely. They can't have seen anyone else before you. That's the whole whole thing. Imagine if they were seeing someone else at the same time. Just look, but you are definitely Stasi. Like I can imagine you being like a motivational quote girl and then you just actually rip someone a new one at the same time. Yes. I can see it. I try and be positive and optimistic. I start my day like that. And then Mm. by the end of the day, I've just had too much human interaction to actually remain positive. Slowly sleeps out of my soul. Humanity sucks. It does indeed. Well, then Ryan's offering Stacy snacks. So again, like he can do no wrong at this point. Love he him. fucks her well. He feeds her well. He's sweet. Like why aren't we in a relationship with him at this point in time? Also basketball player immediately reminds me of Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill. So say no Win. more. I'm sold. Anyway, she's saying no to the snacks because she can't gain weight. Because remember, 
Aaron can't lift her because he's a little bitch. We get this moment from Ryan. As someone who throws you around quite a lot, I feel like I'm qualified to say this. If that jackass isn't able to cope if your weight fluctuates a few pounds, which is perfectly normal, by the way, he shouldn't be your partner. And it's like snaps to Ryan. Ryan. People in the back. Exactly right. So, so, so good. But again, the dynamic of their casual hookup relationship stresses me the fuck out. I could simply not do that. In fact, you're not built for it, and that's fine. Imagine if the next book that Hannah Grace does is about Ryan finally getting with Olivia. Olivia. Oh my God. Yes. Although I'm intrigued for Lola and Robbie's story because I want to, I want smart wheelchair play. I want. I want wheelchair inclusive smart. Mm-hmm. Yes, wheelchair inclusive smart. So I wonder I if she's actually given Henry. more information. And I also wonder if she's got like an ARC sign up for it. Yeah, how do we get that? This was crack. This was like the best. It's called Wildfire. Look, it's Henry about doesn't firemen seem much because... like a wildfire person. If it's about firemen, then I am in. It's I'll about Muffin, which is Russ. Oh, Russ. Russ. All right, let's continue. Basically, the meeting starts and the director of sports starts blabbering about doing the right thing. Sick. And we get like another classic Ryan moment, which I love. The quote is, beside me, Ryan snorts, shoving another cookie in his mouth. When I open my mouth to ask what's so funny, he shoves one into mine, grinning like a fool because I have no choice but to eat it. Like that's just like, that is classic banter to me. I literally, I just gobble it up. Phenomenal. Everyone is basically asked to leave except for the hockey and the skating team and then they are broken the news that there is now only one ice rink which basically means they need to share everyone is really confused and angry especially Stassi We then meet Mr. Nate Hawkins in Stassi's perspective, the captain of the hockey team and Mr. Nice Guy. He comes up to Stas and is like, hey, like, I'm really sorry. This sucks, but we're having a party and I'd really like you to come so that we can, you know, start a friendship. This would be awesome, you know. And Stas is like, fuck off, but maybe, maybe I will come. I find it really hard to say no to parties. <laughs> I am somewhat of an alcoholic, so maybe I am tempted. In Nate's point of view, like, he knows who on the team was responsible for this, and it's Russ. Nate corners him and asks him what happened, and turns out Russ accidentally slept with a girl who had a boyfriend, and then the boyfriend retaliated via the ice rink. Nate is actually like, he's not a dick about it, though. He's like, we'll look after it. We'll deal with it, man. Like, don't stress. And basically, he's trying to look after his team, and he's really like a protector. We love that. But he can't get that sassy brunette figure skater out of his mind. I love it. I love it. Later that night, it is party time, and we find out that Nate's basically had this crush on a girl called Summer, but they've never become anything. It's been more like friends. But then he spots... Stacy and he wanders over to her and her friend Lola and Lola and Robbie who by the way Robbie is like the assistant coach for the hockey team and like they just hit it off Nate basically offers Stacy like she needs to go to the toilet rather than queue up in line because we all know that the lines at parties for a toilet it's it's chaotic so he actually has a private bathroom so he offers her she can use that and when she comes out of the bathroom she's like okay I want to snoop in your bedroom and I love I love how forward she is and he lets her and while she's looking they like banter and it's adorable and then we get this quote which is she scoffs and heads across the room sitting on my bed I want to follow her like a little puppy but I force myself to stay put I literally love it he's already like I don't 
love this I'm woman. obsessed. They go back downstairs and Nate sees Aaron at the bottom of the stairs looking pissed because he is a piece of shit human that we hate. Anastasia is like, dude, what's wrong? And Aaron's like, wow, collecting all like the sports boys like Pokemon, are we? Which, ew, ew, ick, ick. Ick, we don't do with slut shaming here. Aaron lets slip that it was one of the guys from the hockey team who fucked up the rink and Stacy's like, cool, sick, Nate, so you lied to me. Love that for me. We also learn at this moment that our guy, Nate, is a therapy king and he goes to speak with the therapist who tells him that communication is king and we love that. But our girl still isn't having it and she's like, stay the fuck out of my way, Hawkins. Which, as soon as oh I start God. getting nicknames, I'm like, I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're calling each other by your surnames. Phenomenal. Also, therapy. <gasps> so Ryan is also at the party and he's at the party with a girl named Olivia. And we truly learn at this point that their relationship is just fucking because she just doesn't blink an eye. She's like, hey, what's up, Ryan? What's up, Olivia? And then just continues on. I love like literally in her no, mind, she's like, God, they would be such a good couple. I would like love to see where this goes. And I'm like, Ellie could never. Anyway, the next day, Stas is working at an ice skating rink as a teacher and she's got a break and Ryan comes to visit and we get this moment where Stasi's like, I've got another class at 1pm. Can you eat all that in 30 minutes? And Ryan's like, I can achieve a lot in 30 minutes, Anastasia. You should know this by now. Ooh, ooh. I just love, I love the dirty I innuendo. I love it. I love it. But in this moment, we also find out that Ryan really likes Nate and Stas is like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Honestly, at this point, I don't like him. So now we're jumping three weeks forward and we've now learned that Nathan's daddy is a cunt, which is a pretty well-running theme in a lot of our books thus far. Almost um, like men fail. Yeah. It's such a surprising, shocking twist of events. But do you know what is surprising? The fact that Nathan has turned out the way he has, despite cunty dad. Mm. His dead mother had had a lot to do with him as a child, so good on you. Oh, dear God. Does she have a name? I don't believe she's named in this book. I don't think so. I don't recall. I do not recall. Well, then she'll be known as Dead Mum. Yep, dead that's fair. Dead mum. So he's got a cunt dad, a dead mum, and a little sister who's 16, which 16, I feel like you're just kind of getting out of like the terrible teenage years. They start becoming a little bit more of a human again. So yeah, the poor little 16-year-old, she's stuck living with the cunty dad and is a thousand miles away, which seems like a very, very long way away. And yeah, so if we haven't made it clear yet, Nathan and Stacy are in Los Angeles, which seems like a very... Very weird place for ice hockey and figure skating to occur, but I have no idea fine. how sports or America works. Yeah. I have no answers. No. America is like absolutely unknown to me. From my understanding, LA is kind of like California in general. Their consistent weather is like our spring, so like barely ever rains. Like you, at most, you might need a light jacket in the winter. Oh, it's so not really, actually really good weather for hedging. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, as in like garden hitches? Yeah, right. they, they thrive in the spring weather. So I'm Hitching, okay. Fucking garden so, hitches, Christ. Yeah, if anyone needed to know, hedging is That's great in the California it. area. Right, so we're hedging, things are fine. We are currently planning Robbie's birthday. Mm. So Nate's organizing like this surprise, like Las Vegas themed night, which is like, oh my God, he is such a good friend as well. What a like, good friend. This man. So Robbie, he kind of knows that something's happening. He's like, I want you to plan me a surprise party, but make it a surprise. But to my surprise party, can you invite 
Lola. And yeah, looks Nate's fair. like, oh, sure, no worries. So he ends up speaking to Stacy at the ring to invite her and Lola to come to the party. And she's like, look, I'm not sure if I will go because I kind of fucking hate you because you you lied to me, but it's all good because our girl rallies and she attends like any good soldier does. So everyone's paying Nate out because they all know that Stacy just fucking hates him. And Henry is like, oh, you don't even need to worry about it, Nate, because she's got a boyfriend. She's with that Ryan guy from the basketball team. And Nate's like, great. No worries. That's fine. Cool. I, I, I wasn't developing feelings for the incredibly attractive figure skater. That's fine. I'm not yeah. at all perturbed by this fact. He is me, actually. Nate is me. <laughs> Nate is like, I am a cool girl. I actually mm-hmm. really I'm... like being negged, but that's fine. Anyway, we're at the party. And of course, our most despised character, Aaron, shows up and appears like a bad rash and says to Nate that Stacy is going to lead him along just like Ryan and that he can't wait to see it and he's just like a little cunty cunt. We've got like this little bit of dialogue here where Aaron says, the truth hurts, buddy. And Nate says, I'm not your fucking buddy. And if you talk about her like that again, you're going to be picking your teeth up from that rink. Oh, oh, please say more threatening things. I yes, absolutely. Defend your yes. honor. So basically in the next chapter, it's after the party and the coaches make the skating team and the hockey team do like a team bonding speed dating exercise. And it's actually really, really adorable. And I fucking loved it. Her first date is with JJ and JJ knows like his own sun, moon and rising situation. It was just like, yes, oh my God, that was a pure man who is into his astrology. Oh. And like a nice friendship is blooming there. She Question, were there queer vibes with JJ throughout yes. the entire book that yes. I didn't? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. There was like a I, couple like literal just like drops, but nothing was like fully confirmed, nothing like that. And but. I think she described him physically as having bleached blonde hair. And for some reason for me, I was just like queer. Then she gets to chat with Robbie and they discuss Lola because he's like, basically, we know each other. You have this whole speeding round to tell me everything I need to know about your best friend. I love it. Henry has a power nap during their meeting and then it's Nate and Stacy's turn. And Nate basically is like, come on, Stars, like, let me be your friend. And she cracks and she's like, okay, fine, but like, you're only on probation. We love it. Splash to the next chapter and it's the day of Robbie's surprise party. Stas and Lola rock up and Stas is looking hot as fuck and it literally makes Nate weak to the knees. Is it weak, weak at the knees? Weak knees. I, he has ch- weak knees. He needs to get bilateral knee replacements because yes. he's weak. He, he has to get a double arthroscopy. But we get this moment where he says, looking at her makes me want to be the funniest guy in the room so I can be the one to make her laugh. Oh. Oh my God, screaming. So they end up chatting and she beats him at poker a bunch and she goes to use the bathroom again, but Nate again lets her use his private one so she doesn't have to wait in the lines. And we get this moment where she's going to leave the bedroom and Nate is asking for forgiveness. He's like, I can tell that things still aren't right. Like, come on, like, what am I going to have to do? And then we get this fucking exchange. Just hold on to your bonnets, people. So Nate says, that isn't a yes. Do I need to get on my knees and beg you, Anastasia? Is that what you want? Anastasia says, the only time I ever want to see a grown man on his knees in front of me, Nate, is when his face is between my legs. So no, I don't want you to beg me. Nate says, you don't hate me like you pretend you do do you? If you want me on my knees, Anastasia, we can make that happen. Ask me nicely. Let me show you how much I like it when you're nice. Anastasia said, why would I do that when I don't like you? And Nate says, you don't have to like me to scream my name, Anastasia. Oh my God. This is a lot. I am so happy that one, she's so confident enough to be like, I don't need a man. 
Yeah, you beat but, me yeah. out. That's and then it. he is like, I'm actually super secure and I would love nothing more. The whole exchange was just like they, them together, oh. like their banter back and forth, like the way they mould, mm. it's just like. Oh. So good. They are equally matched. It equally is so good. Matched. So good. And we haven't really read a smut book where the woman is equally matched to the man other than Poppy and Father Bell. But like it's yeah, usually yeah. like she needs a little bit of coaxing and oil yeah. and whatnot. But not here. Stassi's like, babe, you get on your knees, you'll be eating me out. So welcome to Ellie's awkward retelling of sexual escapades. Yes. We're kissing and it's hot and it is passionate. And he gets to his knees in front of her and asks if she's sure. And she's like, let me draw you a map to my G-spot, mate. But he's like, I don't joke about consent, Anastasia. And it's like, oh. Oh, okay. smash. Oh, smash. So she says yes to the whole question of consent and he hooks her leg up around his back and then sucks and licks that clit like it's an ice block on a hot summer's day. Yes. Oh. Yes. Mm. He also finds her G-spot in precisely 2.5 seconds and makes her come. And we get this moment. Wearing the smuggest expression I've ever seen as he sucks his fingers into his mouth, not once breaking eye contact. It's the eye contact. It's the eye contact. It's the eye contact. <laughs> Smash. I, yeah. Well, I'd be taken aback. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm not surprised Stacey is me again in this moment because she just runs. She's just yeah. like, oh, this is Good too overwhelming. <laughs> Good day, Sam. Pulls her dress down, out she gets. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so she hasn't spoken to him since. So she and Ryan flash forward, then having like a little platonic sleepover because their benefits of their relationship are now off because he's with this Olivia chick. And it's like, how can you do that though? How can you go from (laughs) Ellie's still hung up on that? I'm hung up on the fact mm. that while Stasi's like leg was over his shoulder and he was eating her out, she was wearing stilettos and he commented like her heels were digging into his back and they comment on that and I was like, it's very attractive, but anyways. He's also got a lot of strength because he's like holding her up with yeah, his mouth. He's supporting her fully, which just the thought of him like just she's just yeah. really sitting on his face and he is like suffocating, but he's still just doing it. You know what I mean? Because he's holding her up with his mouth. He's got a straw at some point so he can (laughs) come up for air. Oh, okay. So Stas has to, like, she's in bed with Ryan and she basically comes clean to Ryan and Lola about what happened with Nate and Ryan is like, oh, my gosh, I love it. And we get this moment which is basically us and any of our friends where Stas is like, if you want to get into the specifics, I kissed him. And Lola's like, you little slut. (laughs) Literally, you dirty little hoe. And then both Lola and Ryan are like, well, you should obviously fuck Nate. And Lola's like, you should definitely fuck him. And Ryan says, I agree. You should, you probably should at least want stuff for science. <laughs> for science. <laughs> for science. Oh, phenomenal. So good. They've got such a good friendship. The weird yeah. casual hookups aside, like that's a really like nice friendship yeah. group. Yeah. So Nate is fantasizing about Stasi. And he just needs to speak to her because he got the taste of her essence on his tongue and he wants more. Not the essence. 
Mm, Herr Musk. But oh. because Nate found out from Henry that Ryan has fucked Stacy, he now no longer likes Ryan, which, you know, fair logic. But he goes to see Stacy at the rink and he's watching her skate. And it's like a really cute moment of him being like, oh my God, she's so talented. She's so beautiful. She's so graceful. And then she just fucking smashes into a wall. Yeah, um, literally. Yeah, so not a good not a good time because she's like fallen on the ice and then slammed into the side of the rink. So she's come back and she's like, guys, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like, look at me go, coach. Like, look, I'll do a spin. And then she's just got blood just dripping from her head. And they're like, Love that. Yeah. yeah, no, you're not you're not all right. But it's okay because guess what? Nate also knows first aid, because of course he does. And he gets to patch her up, which can he do? No wrong, this man. He just, it's perfect. oh, my God, it's amazing. But, again, we've got dickhead Aaron here to ruin the moment. So he just barges in on their sweet little tender time. He's just like, all right, Stussy, we're going to go now. So say goodbye to your little boyfriend um, coming with me. And Nate's just like, good. Great, even. And then we move to the next chapter and Stas is chatting with Aaron. She can't land this trick, which is called the quad axle. Sick. But he's basically like patronising her and being like, oh, my God, you did so well, babe. Don't even worry. But just stick with the meal plans, you know. We'll be great if you stick with them. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, absolutely fucked. Ew. Later on, Lola is at a hockey game watching the boys play and she texts Stas and is like, oh, my God, your man is fine. And when she gets home after the game, she's, like, super hyped and they end up going to the after party and Stas sees Nate and he has, like, a cut on his cheek and she, like, comes up and, like, caresses his face and then we get this moment, which is my body is buzzing from the proximity no, it's the alcohol. Definitely the alcohol. I'm unbothered by the proximity. The same way I'm unbothered by how he's smiling down at me. Anastasia, unbothered. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So funny. So we're then in Nate's point of view and he's watching Stars dance with Lola and he's mesmerized by her. He's trying this new thing where, like, he plays essentially hard to get. He's like, I'm not even, like, I'm completely fine, like, whatever. And he's trying to get stars to come to him. But it's not working because he's too obsessed with her. And then she goes and she sits on JJ's lap. And they're laughing and, like, are definitely looking directly at him while they do this. And he's like, absolutely not. Nope. Gets up and asks her to dance. He doesn't know how to dance, but they're dancing and they almost kiss. They're both, like, hot and bothered. And when they leave, they all get in an Uber. And Stas, Stas is sitting on Nate's lap in the back of the Uber. Very loud music. Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift is blasting. And Nate is having a hard time. Literally. Literally. <laughs> and then we get this quote. If it makes you feel any less embarrassed, she whispers, moving our right hands along her inner thigh until I can feel the heat radiating from between her legs. I'm so fucking wet. Winding her knees, she moves our joined hands closer, and I'm not wearing any panties. Stars it! Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. And also she's wearing a very short skirt, so she has got some serious courage and faith in her vagina for wearing her no vulva is just like being aired the fuck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's giving it her is. vagina some like much needed airtime. 
Seriously. Yeah. Well, again, everyone, welcome back to Ellie's awkward retelling of sex scenes. So Stacy is hot and bothered. And he's like, you only like me when you're drunk and horny. And she's like, no, I actually just don't like you at all. But then, quote, lips crash into mine and his hand moves to grip the front of my throat like Taylor. It's <laughs> sorry, side note. George's <laughs> best friend Taylor. Tay reads. Oh yeah. God, Taylor. <laughs> literally. I was like, shout out to who's Taylor? And I was like, oh my God, Taylor. Yeah. Literally yeah. every time she's drunk, she's like, let me choke you. <laughs> That's how she um, greets. People. I was like, Taylor Swift's got a song about choking? Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's her love language. It is. It she is. just likes choking people. Okay, anyway, so it's rough and it's passionate and overwhelming and heated and a whole host of other words my brain can't even process right now. He squeezes my throat as his tongue explores my mouth, which, mind you, how is this happening? Um, if, if we're seated, how are we making out with your, like, with your f- hand on my throat? How Am I turned? <laughs> I just, I don't have my bearings in this situation, but it's fine. So anyway, we're moaning <laughs> when my teeth sink into his lip. All things are full steam ahead in the Uber with multiple people in the car. It's fine. I'm really enjoying Ellie reading this. It's just phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah, look, as you can tell, I am not okay with PDA in this format. Like a little handhold, a little cheeky kiss, but like a full-on finger blast in a car with other people, not so much. (laughs) Like that poor Uber driver. So then we have some quotes here. Nate says, can you be a good girl and be quiet? Stacy says, I'm so close to doing it myself. Tell me if you don't know what you're doing, Nathan. Nathan says, one day I'm going to fuck your pretty little mouth and you're not going to be able to be such a bossy, impatient little brat. Oh, my God, feral. Yeah. I'm in a state of distress. But, yeah, like her, the poor friends, though, in the front <laughs> seat are just like not looking anywhere them. but the back. They're fuck just like, them. Fuck them. Fuck them. So, Real friends would be like, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> we have another quote. You're going to come for me. Come all over my fingers, Anastasia. Show me what it's going to feel like when I've got my dick buried inside of you. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's <laughs> so good. It's I'd be so, so awkward. If I was told that, I'd be like, silent. I'd be like, absolutely, I will do anything you tell me. I think me. I'd get performance anxiety and I'd be like, mm. I'm not used to this much attention on my mm. on my orgasm. Actually, <laughs> year 12 drama Georgia would come in and she would be like, <laughs> I am a good little slut. <laughs> I'm sorry, She's what was a naughty girl. year 12 judges? <laughs> no, oh, anyway. year 12 drama is and she, she, is, she is the main character. She is the performer. She will fit into any role, anywhere. Mm. <laughs> she's Scarlett Johansson. She's a tree. She <laughs> Scarlett, what will you do next? So when they get home, Lola is like, you smell like sex. Did you fuck? And Stacey's like, no, 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 we didn't. He just, just put his fingers inside for like a brief moment, but it's fine. Nate interrupts the moment and he and Stacey go up to the bedroom together because he's like, Lola, we'll leave you to eat your chicken nuggets because, mind you, they've stopped to get At McDonald's. McDonald's. like, Imagine yes. just like the McDonald's drive through person's handing them out the thing and in the like, you a good little slut. I'm just It's normal. They give it to the people in the front seat and they're like, oh, thank you. Okay, goodbye. And then the car's driving past and they just see the window and they're like, 
and they just make eye contact with Nate and he's like Oh, God. They actually make eye contact with her vagina, like, it's like yeah, just, just vag bed for all we see. <laughs> yeah, oh, the weird. So yes, Nathan has now taken Stacy up into the bedroom. She's like, "I've got this, babe. Let me type in your pin code because it's one of those doors where each door has a, oh, no. a little code." But she's really, <laughs> she realizes she's putting Ryan's code in. Oh Nate's. dear. That's, That's a little bit awkward. And Nathan is, again, like me and is jealous. He's like, I don't need to know that you fucked someone else right now when I want to fuck you, okay? Can we just pretend that you don't even know who Ryan is, okay? There's no Ryan in this equation. We've never heard the name so, Ryan before. No, exactly right. So now they're about to fuck, but Nate is saying all these things that sound like exclusive territory, which speak again, my language, man. Hello. <laughs> yeah. If he was like, I, I'm all in, I'd be like, sign me up. Exclusivity. That has my soul. I'm a monogamous gal. Anyway, so moving on from that, Stacy's like, yeah, no, not my vibe, sir. Not my vibe. Because I'm trying to make it to the Olympics. What don't you understand <laughs> about my dream? And Nate says he doesn't want to like, you know, fuck while they're this drunk. You know, he's like, I want you to want me when you're sober. And she's like, I don't care. Now I'm thinking about the Olympics, Nathaniel, because now you've just dangled the carrot in front of me that you want to have my children and my vagina cannot cope with that. Okay. Specifically, when I'm thinking about Olympics, I'm thinking about the 2018 Pyongyang Olympics and the um, gold medal free dance routine by Tessa Fetcher and Scott Moe to the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) It I'm is surprised she hasn't you. made us watch it yet. She hasn't shared her screen <laughs> no. and forced us to watch yeah. it. It's Look, coming. It's early it, days. It is a brilliant routine and it did pop off. Mm. But how many times will we get that reference within this book? Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Mm-hmm. We should make it a drinking game. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Anyway. Right. So as much as Stacey does want to fuck him in the moment, she just doesn't want to be her, his girlfriend. And Nate's like, well, I really do want to fuck you, but we're both way too drunk and I do want you to be my girlfriend. He kind of just says, no, not tonight. And she then feels rejected. And so then when he falls asleep, she skedaddles on out of there. So in the morning, Nate is freaking out and basically beating himself up over the fact that he turned her down. So he's trying to get a hold of her, but he's trying to like find her number. Turns out she saved her number and his phone is uber slut. And I love that. So good. So he goes downstairs and Lola's like, "Mm, you're an idiot. She is in Henry's room. So he (laughs) runs up the stairs because he's like, oh, my God, Henry, please don't fuck her before I can. And he finds Henry on the floor on a blow-up mattress and Stacey is in his bed. He is just my favourite. Hey, he's just a beautiful little golden retriever boy and I am obsessed with him. I would die But he's like a golden retriever with an attitude. He is, yeah. Yes. And I love it, actually. Yeah, like, it's yes. my favourite. He's beautiful. Anyway, Stacy's like, you can withdraw consent at any time, but Nate is like, no, like, no, 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 that's not what it was. And he explains that he was just jealous. And Stacy's like, dude, I just wanted to ride your dick. I don't want commitment. Remember Olympics, vagina, all of the things. And he says that she can ride his dick any time. Which, Look, fuck, yeah. I love the offer, but I also really, really love 
the consent element of the story. Like it's brought up multiple times. It's rehashed and it shows how sexy consent can actually be. Exactly. And not only from the male perspective, but from the female perspective as well. Yeah. Like I love how they're both on the same page. Like, And that yes. is 100% true, but it's just not spoken about enough that men mm-hmm. can also withdraw consent. Everyone has yes. in their mind that men are some sex crazy people, but some men yeah. might just not be feeling it sometimes. And they are able to withdraw consent. Consent is sexy. It's so good. And I loved the way it was handled in this story. I just thought it was a really good, like, Oh, just well done, Hannah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It wasn't in there just for being like to tick a box of like, no, and we just consent. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, no. And I really loved how you know he, she was drunk, and he was just like, oh, "This can't happen." I'm feeling a little bit, you know, triggered because I'm a little bit jealous. You're drunk. It's just not a good vibe. I don't want this to be our first time. I actually really liked that because mm. I can understand how, in some circumstances, if you're not, you know both like yeah you might both be like sick this is great but like if the vibe isn't 100% there if someone's maybe a little bit angry things can turn not very nice even if they're the nicest of people so I feel like Mm. everyone romanticizes hate sex and like I get like in some circumstances you know dark romance whatever but like in the outside world really is that the safest option for both parties? Probably not. So Yeah, does it actually translate mm. into the real world? And that's why there's several mm. parts of this story that translate into real world away from the page that mm. still work. And I love yes. that. They made the story yes. so good for me. Yes, I agree. Agreed. Totally. But anyway, over the next few days, Nate is basically back on Stasi's shit list. He runs into her before and after trainings at the ice rink. And they briefly chat, but it's clear that they're both they're they're both super interested, but like they're trying to be like, you know, no commitment. We are only going to fuck occasionally. And you know, she's still playing hard to get like you're on probation, babe. Like, you know. She basically tells him that she's going out one night after practice and now he's like on a mission to find out where she's going. And we get these text exchanges which are so fucking funny. Uberslut says Tell you what, Hawkins, you find me before midnight and you can finally fuck this pretty little mouth of mine. Then she follows that up with, that way I won't be able to be such an impatient, bossy little brat. Deal? And then Nate Hawkins responds with, you're going to look so good with my cock in your mouth. The next chapter, Stacy is very chuffed with herself. Turns out she worked with JJ to throw a party at the boy's house after she sent Nate on, like, this wild goose chase. She ends up, like, FaceTiming him in his room when it's, like, time's up. He's missed <laughs> out. And he realises that she's in his room and he's like, what the actual fuck, Stacy? <laughs> it's so, so good. good. And then when he rocks up back at his house, it's too late to get the, the reward and everyone's laughing, but then... Nate is stopped on his way to the stairs by Summer, the girl who he's been pining after since he was a freshman. He ends up, like, winking at Stacy over her shoulder, like, over Summer's shoulder, and he takes her upstairs, and our girl is like, wait, hold on, hold on a minute, hold on a second. Summer then comes back down the stairs a little while later, and Stacy goes up and is like, what the actual fuck was that, Nate? And he's, he's just like, she's actually like kicks like, down mm. his bedroom door. Basically, mm. essentially, yes. And he's just like, mm, are you a little bit jealous, are you? And our girl 
basically is like, I'll show you jealous. So she gets on her knees and takes our man into her mouth. We get this moment. Glug, glug. Stick your tongue out, baby. I do as I'm told, much to his immediate delight, swirling it against the head, tasting the heady, salty taste on my tongue. That's Mm. a good girl. I love it. Call me a good girl. Pat me on the head. I don't give a fuck at this point. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not sticking out my tongue. I'm not licking your dick. I'm I'm like, if I must, I will. I'm blocking (laughs) it. Block your nose. as. Don't look at me. Just. But it's not a sexy experience. You're wearing a sombrero to cover so that he can't see your head. <laughs> Just a visor. Kenneth's <laughs> 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 visor. New marketing ploy. We do a book yes. and web collection of visors and therefore when you do blowjobs. Yes, blow like job no one visors. can look at your like ugly blowjob face. Oh, my God, BJVs. A on the top. Just- oh, my God, <laughs> BJVs. BJVs. Fuck it up. So she swallows all of his children and then she's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she does. Um, So, yes. And then she's like, okay, I need more. He tells her to ask nicely and he'll fuck her. Yeah, she needs more children in her mouth. She needs to eat them all. She's got the taste now. But anyway, he he tells her to ask nicely and then he'll fuck her. And she's like, mm, no. And she goes like full powerful woman mode and just sits back on the bed and starts finger fucking herself. And he just has to stand there and watch. And then she tells she's him like, to ask up? nicely, which he does. So we love that. He says that he's so going to be gentle, but our girl is like, no. And then we get this quote, which is, don't be gentle. Fuck me like you hate me. Jesus Christ. I love it. Nate is like, I'm sorry, what? I can't do that. But instead, what if I counter offer with, I'm going to fuck you like this tight little pussy is mine. You'll take it like a good girl, won't you? They fuck. And like, oh my God, it is everything. He makes her come twice. And also in this moment, she does like the splits while riding him and like bounces on him. Yeah, that's the strength, The thighs, like just logistically, it's a lot. Yeah, um, and I'm proud of then her. So then they're switching to doggy. And keeping in mind all of the positions that they are just throwing out there right now, what is everyone's favourite sex position? I've got a mm. mine at the moment. So lying on the side, sucky, sucky, 3,000 on the front. He's coming in from behind. But in the anus behind or like? Not in the anus. Just okay. essentially doggy on the side. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes, yes, yes. I'm with you now. I'm just. Logistically, mm. figuring that yes. one out. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm a classic gal. Surprising, I know. Yeah, we're all shocked. <laughs> I quite like your standard missionary with like a little pillow underneath there. That's quite nice. Oh, pillow um, under the hips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a hack. Good. That is a hack. Um, but I don't mind going on top. I get a little bit tired after some time, though. I, mm. I kind of get to a point where I'm like. Okay, and you finish your place. You just do the rest of it because you you know how to get us both there. We know what the You've end goal is. You've got a job to do, sir. Is. Okay, so I love doggy. Doggy's always been my favourite because I like not only two big, maybe TMI. Go on. Go Georgia, on. Georgia loves, Georgia is a control freak outside of the bedroom. So inside of the bedroom, she needs to be told what to do. I am a big 
treat me like the dirty street rat I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Classic. Yeah. So doggy, but along with that, like it's almost like doggy, but like one leg is kind of straight and then you're kind of like yeah. one leg is hooked over and then they're like basically straddling your leg that's flat and then fucking you, but your leg's flung over. Oh. I really love that as well. But doggy's really mm. good if your hair is getting pulled and you're up against their <laughs> chest and you're also being choked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So Nate and Stas, they both come. It's brilliant. That's exciting for them. What's also brilliant is the fact that afterwards he, like, washes her hair, wraps her in a fluffy towel, and then dresses her in one of his tees and they cuddle in bed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that is a level service. of care that I could – come to get used to oh, <laughs> quite literally service oh. oh that's my love language i love it i'm squeaking. it is it is well he's he's a good boy so the next day he drops her into work and well she's covered in hickeys so that's lovely i we've all had that awkward encounter haven't we with mm. a hickey and it's just like no oh, yeah i fucking, i fucking hate hickeys like i hate mm-hmm. them so much it's so gross anyway there's just no need for it okay the lips are here Look, there's two sets of lips that you could choose to I actually, I would enjoy. like hickeys in spots where people can't see. That would make me happy. I just, or like the, then I know it's there. And you're like, teehee. So we're trying to work, we're trying to work out with the, her schedule, like when they can see each other again, because they just had mind blowing sex and they were like, this needs to continue happening on a somewhat regular basis. So Nate essentially just won't stop and he wants to pick her up from work tonight and she's like okay fine whatever and when he does he asks about her planner we learn that she's adopted and that she felt like if she wasn't the best at what she did then her parents would reject her which is just oh my god that is heartbreaking so that's like she's got a lot of issues to do with rejection and perfectionism and all of that and the planner sort of started out as like a therapy tool to try and control her lifestyle. And now it's just like become her and how she functions. So Nate's like, well, thank you for sharing. Like I wasn't expecting you to actually go into detail here. So thank you for opening up and being vulnerable with me. And it's like, oh my God, we love a man who accepts and loves his woman no matter what. And is like appreciative of her vulnerability and Oh my god! And he has a giant dick as well, so it's Yay! just great. He's literally hitting all the spots, including my G spot, weirdly enough. But that's fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck it up. Nate <laughs> drops Starfy home, and Dickhead Aaron is there. Okay, Cundy McCunt face, and you can't tell me that Aaron is not a white boy whose parents vote Republican. You can't convince me otherwise. Anyways, Aaron notices her hickeys and thinks it's Ryan, but then Lola lets slip that it's actually Nate, and so he freaks out. And Aaron is like, why do you make such horrible fucking choices? Jesus Christ, it's like you don't respect. And Lola cuts him off and is like, finish that sentence. I fucking dare you, Carlisle. Finish that sentence and see what choices I make. I, I love Lola. fucking love um, her. Lola is just the best and we stand Lola. This week, basically, Stacey is studying with Henry, who is now one of her, like, best friends and it's really, really cute. And Nate asks to make some changes to Stacey's planner 
but he's careful and he's like gentle about it, which again, screaming again, because he's respecting her choices and her therapy development. And we love it. And she lets him, the fact that she even lets him in to access Mm -hmm. the planner, phenomenal. Big giant step for Stacey. Absolutely. But yes, we jump to the next chapter and they're sitting in the car out the front of the boy's house. Stars is in her own head about it and Nate's like just lets her sit silently and feel whatever she's feeling. He like doesn't interrupt her, doesn't rush her. <gasps> I am obsessed with it. He asks her <laughs> if she wants to play house and she's like, what the fuck? How are you so soft? Because he's just like nothing like she expected. And Nate's like, my mum raised me right. When I like you, I'm all in or nothing. I'm an all in or nothing type of guy. And we just absolutely fall in love with him again. Like at this point, I would be like, honestly, have all my children. I don't care. Like, honestly, love me forever. Brian calls (laughs) Stas while her and Nate are like snuggling in bed. And Ryan is like, whoa, wait, who are you with? And Stars just like holds the phone out so he can see that she's just lying on Nate like a koala. And Ryan is like so happy about this. And we get this moment after they hang up. And because Ryan's like, I'm glad you took the advice, Stars. And Nate's like, what advice did you take? And Anastasia's like, oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) Ryan said that I should stop being so hard on you and give you a chance. Said you were a good guy and I should stop being stubborn. And then Nate's internal monologue is, I've, I've famously, I famously always said how much I like Ryan. I've always said he's a really good guy, a wise guy who should be listened to. I take back all the other shit I said. Anastasia said, and then he said I should fuck you for science and lower greed. And then Nate's internal monologue again says, I like Anastasia's friends. They're good people. <laughs> I just love the. I famously always said Ryan was a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he is just. It's so fucking funny that we go on and Nate is like, "I'm getting you fucking chicken wings, Anastasia." Because yes. she's like, she's like, no, like you know, I feel like I can't. You know, I need to. I can't stop. eat this. I, I can't eat that. Yeah. And he's like, I'm fucking getting you the wings. You obviously want the wings. We're getting you the wings. When they arrive, Henry is listening to our girl. Our, Stars moan around eating the chicken wings and he's like dude you sound like that when you get railed i hear it every night and Stars is so fucking embarrassed and when her and nate go back up to the room after they finished eating she's like okay we need to fuck right now before henry goes to bed and we get this quote again where anastasia said what are you doing her hands settle on her hips and she tilts her head to the side, equal parts confused and unimpressed because bear in mind she's standing butt-fucking naked. And Nate says, I'm waiting for you to move your ass over here and sit on my face, Anastasia. What does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> Amazing. I fucking love it. Stas is embarrassed because Nate makes Henry apologize to her about, you know, the whole I can hear the noises you make during sex thing. And she's like, Jesus, you are an ass. But he's not really. And she loves pissing him off. So she starts plotting revenge. And <laughs> Stars is like, I like this sexy but caring dad thing you've got going on. And Nate says, don't even joke, Anastasia, because I will put a baby in you right now. And you'll be stuck teaching bratty little skaters like Brady. I fucking oh my God. love that. I Tackled. fucking loved that. He's literally like, don't even joke because again I'm, he's so obsessed with her that he's literally he's like so don't obsessed. even joke i will put a baby in you 
<laughs> oh my god, I love it. But I'm also traumatized from where like casual yes. hints of pregnancy are mentioned in other books, and it's like surprise pregnancy trope. But no, yeah, Stars' revenge is underway, and tonight is the Halloween party. JJ is like dropping off her costume and she's surprising Nate. We find out that Aaron is still mad at her for sleeping with Nate, so ill, gross, ick. But when they arrive at the party, the boys <laughs> are the cast of Despicable Me. <laughs> We're just oh like, my God. really have it at home. Hannah Grace was like, I am writing a rom com, a hockey romance, if you will. And it's Halloween. What is my love interest going to dress as? Gru. <laughs> Gru from Despicable Me. Honestly, and all the hockey that teams is, are the minions. It is so, it is, that is college. We would have dress-ups all the time and it wasn't a sexy dress-up. It was, let's see how fucking weird we can look. And one year, all of my girlfriends dressed as Smurfs and they painted themselves from head to toe (laughs) bright blue. So when this is a night that Lockie and I like first were sort of hooking up and I convinced him to come to the bar that we were at sober, like he's (laughs) not in college, he's older than us and he rocks up and I'm dressed as (laughs) Thelma from um, the Flintstones and so I've walked up to him in my skanky little dress and my bone necklace and then all of these Smurfs have appeared behind me. And they're like, hi, Lucky, we've heard so much about you. And one of them is just shit-faced drunk and she's like, you smell really good because he had on the same cologne that her boyfriend, like it was just a time. And he's like, oh, my God, there are so many of you. (laughs) So many Smurfs right now. I love Mm -hmm. this. I love it so much. But importantly, as much as we love the Despicable Me costumes, Stas has dressed up as JJ for Halloween. (laughs) Oh, my um, God. She's got, like, thigh-high boots on, JJ's jersey, and a belt to, like, cinch it in. So Nate sees stars in JJ's jersey and is, like, actually, that is a hard pass for me. And he takes her to, like, a private bathroom and is obviously pierced but horny. And Stas is, like, absolutely about this. And he asks her, how much do you like being able to walk straight? And she says, never been a fan. And he says, good. Oh. I proceeds to love it yeah literally he like proceeds to rip the jersey off and she's in like a sexy cheerleader outfit underneath love that for her he's not like happy that she was dressed as jj but she's in he's enjoying rough sex they both are and as they are just pound tounding away tounding 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 if you will yeah he's literally got her essentially folded up as well so he's like lifted her legs she's pinned against the wall she's like a a garden chair that's been packed away (laughs) the quote we get is such a tight little pussy, Anastasia. All for me. He pants against my mouth. You think you can get under my skin? Do you think I don't see the little game you're playing? It's my cock you come all over. Even when you want to put another guy's name on your back, it's my name you fucking scream. Smash. That is the hottest thing I've ever fucking heard. Oh, my God. I need to take this note and, like, if I'm getting railed from behind, actually stick it on, like, a note <laughs> it's been like, please on the back of my loud. head. <laughs> it's actually a script. <laughs> so they, after post-fuck, post-fuck, and they're all happy and glowy and looking fantastic, they go back out to the rest of the party and Lo and Aaron walk in and Aaron is injured. Stars is like, oh, my God, what happened? And all Aaron says is, 
Ask your boyfriend. <gasps> no. Our boyfriend would never. <laughs> our boyfriend would not do that. He's ours. No, um, he would not. He's ours. Look, I think if we shared a man, we could each get what we wanted out of it and give him what he wanted because we're all very different. So we'd cover a different corner and neither, none of exactly. us would have to change. Um, <laughs> I'm just putting no. it out there. But he couldn't sleep with any of you. If he was also with Yeah, that. true. Okay. Also fair. <laughs> what if we shared Henry Cap? I claim from the hips down. <laughs> We're not cutting up his body. Well, I am. I was saying it would well, be then sister you wives. Don't get to share. You don't get to share. <laughs> Me and Brighty will share. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you like, guys oh. can have torso up and I'll just have waist down. That's no, fine. no, you get none. We're not cutting them up. <laughs> <laughs> Sister wives, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you guys just can't fuck him, okay? Just mentally. <laughs> no, no, I need like- to fuck Henry Cavill. <laughs> okay, so while he's fucking you, though, he has to look directly in my eyes if he thinks it's me. <laughs> Nate, he's not in a good way because of said injury lying incident. So he's got a migraine. And I don't know if anyone else has had a migraine, but they fucking suck. It's not a headache. No siree. I used to get so, them really, really, really bad as a kid. It really frustrates me when people have been like, oh, I've just got such a terrible migraine. I'm like, if you had a migraine, you wouldn't be staring at that computer screen right now. Anastasia doesn't really know who to believe at this point. Aaron says it's Nate. Nate says he's never done anything like that. It's just a whole shambles. But my reasoning would be like, okay, well, which one of them do you get the best out of? Believe him. That's just my mentality going forward because everyone lies. So my version of working out the truth is what version of truth suits your narrative Yeah, what benefits me in the long run? Mm, Nate is trying to speak with Stacey, but she says that she needs space, which is like the opposite for me when some big drama happens. I need to feel as though no one is angry at me at any point in time. Yeah. So the boys end up getting called in by the coach to discuss what's happened. And obviously Aaron has blamed the hockey team and Nate ends up taking the fall. Nate's like, I can't not let my team play. And the coach know he's lying, but his hands are tired. And anyway, there's a decision made that Nate can't play hockey again until Aaron can skate. And it's like that little Thanks. fucking weedy prick. Nate's migraine at this point is bad. So he's heading to Stasi's. He gets that she's crying in Ryan's arms, which yeah, again, like trigger for him, me, all of us. And Stasi has heard that Nate confessed and she's just beside herself. Ryan notices then like, oh dude, you don't look so good. Because Nate's just standing there sweating. He's not looking too hot. And like he's so, like struggling to open his eyes because everything is so bright. He is just not in a good way. He's trying to stand, but then he's all over the shop and yeah, he ends up fainting. Yes. Nice. Next, we jump to Stacy on a video call with a therapist. The therapist digs deep into her and her parents' relationship and her and Aaron's relationship and then her and Nate's relationship. We learn that Aaron can compete tomorrow with her, but we learn that after Nate passed out, Bobby and Joe showed up to get him from Stacy's and they promised her that he didn't do it. She's very confused and tries to call him, but it's been two weeks and he hasn't answered her calls. She's scared because she's realizing that she has feelings. She's afraid that he 
will reject her. Which is so sad because, like, we know her rejection issues. Mm. Next chapter, we're in Nate's point of view and he's been moping around for two weeks. He's basically too scared to call Stacy, but now he's basically got the call to come in and play at their upcoming hockey game. After the game, they find out that Aaron's wrist actually gave way as they were competing and he dropped her. So he's back off the team, but he doesn't even give a fuck about that, though. He's worried about Stacy. He, like, rushes to her apartment and Lola, like, catches him before he runs into the into Stacy's room and is like, if you make her cry, Nathan, I swear your dick will live in a jar in my room and I'll make it my life's mission to ensure you are never happy again. I love Lola. She is like top tier friend. We love her. So he goes into Stacy's room. She looks terrible. He feels responsible. It's a whole mess. We get this moment where he's like, Stacy, can I hug you? You really look like you need one. And I, well, I've missed you a lot. Oh, it's beautiful. So she cries. He holds her. But they did end up qualifying, which is good. But she's confused and really doesn't know how to feel. She's a little bit all over the shop. She ends up kissing him. It's slow and deep and asks him to play house. He washes her hair again and they're cute in the shower. It's nothing sexual. It's just like being in each other's company. And I just, I love that. I love that so much. It's so gorgeous. We then find out that Anastasia has made a pact with herself not to cry this week. Her and Nate were honest with each other last night, kind of resolved some things. And he says, I can't believe you think I could ever reject you, Anastasia. You have no idea, do you? The lengths I'd go if you'd let me, what I'd do to make you happy. Oh my God. Look, I love this man. Can you just make me happy? Because you are, but can you just become real and make me happy? I'm not asking I would deal with sports for you. And that's phenomenal, honestly. (laughs) That's a lot for Brian. It's a lot for me. Stars then finds out that Aaron can't train for eight weeks and Nationals is in eight weeks. She's screwed, basically. So she's drinking her pain away in a bar. Russ then finds her and they chat for a while. Nate appears and Russ had told, was like, hey, your girlfriend is getting drunk in a bar on a Tuesday. So Nate's like, what's wrong? Why are you upset and drunk? She can't practice. So Nate's like, I'll partner with you for these eight weeks. Like, I've got nothing else going on. I can't skate for my team. And initially she says no, but he is like, I am a strong, handsome male love interest. I can support you right now. And she's like, actually, that will help the plot move along. So absolutely. <laughs> Nate and Stas agree to no funny business while he's training with her. No hanky-panky, no tonsil tango. That's um, a very silly agreement in my opinion, but it is. Yeah. We disagree strongly, but that's fine. He's obviously in Struggle Central as well. They're buying him leggings and Nate is like a full puppy dog with her. I'm obsessed. Mm, I'm obsessed. Oh, they are so beautiful together. As they're in this moment, Nate's dad keeps calling him and he just keeps rejecting it because remember, he is a cunt. Mm. And Stacy's like, you can answer calls. If it's a girl, it's fine and it's not fine, but it's fine. <laughs> I like, I know we're not going to be fucking for these eight weeks so you can find someone else. And Nate's like, no, 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 no. My penis is for your vagina. We're going to be spending so much time together, Anastasia. I'm about to cock block you at every opportunity. You can do what you want, obviously, but good luck trying to fuck someone that's not me. I love it. I love it. So they end up getting food and Nate starts looking at her meal plan that was made by Aaron. And essentially it's lettuce and rabbit food. Lettuce is rabbit's food. That's it. And Nate studies nutrition. So he's like, you are massively under eating. And if she needs an introduction to a carbohydrate friendly diet, I am your girl. I am the queen of pasta, of rice, of bread. Just three. They're my three favorite foods. That's my food triangle period pyramid thing that they teach you in school. Yep. So Stacy doesn't believe him, but Nate 
Kate convinces her to let him write her a meal plan. Because she's like, no, I've known you for 10 minutes. You've got a massive penis, but I'm not letting you dictate what I eat. And he's like, that's fine. Like, how about we give it to your coach and we let her decide? And you are, in fact, not a rabbit. Shocking twist of events. No, we may be fucking like rabbits. However, Mm. we need more sustenance. So next chapter, Stassi is waiting for Nate to come out in his leggings at the rink. And (laughs) it's like hot as hell. She cannot even cope. He needs to wear shorts over the leggings because his giant (laughs) fucking dick is just on show. I love it. Just hanging out. He drops Stas off at her apartment and she approaches Aaron regarding her meal plan. He snaps at her and she ends up calling Nate to come back and pick her up. The next two weeks, she's staying at the hockey guy's house. Her and Nate still stick to their agreement for no sex. He gets to know her personally and like the same with her and it's just really lovely. Nate was right though about the food plan and they give her a new one but she still doesn't have a very good relationship with food. It's been two weeks. She's surrounded by testosterone. He's like, go to the movies, have a girls night. So he drops the girls off at the movies and then when he gets home, his dad is there and he's a fucking prick and he's basically come to ask him for advice in relation to his sister and Nate is like, get fucked out of my face. Aaron appears and he speaks to Stacy, and he just automatically starts attacking her again and she's like, actually, no, I've got a boundary here and she tells Nate that she wants to do something irresponsible so they're going to throw a party. Nate ends up getting super drunk though and Stacy has to like take him to bed because he walks through the party in his underwear looking for her like a young child being like, Stacy. (laughs) Literally, I love it. I love it so much. So this is literally the encounter I had on the weekend trying to get Sam in the house when I picked him up from a buck show. I used to go to college with a guy who we'd all get back and we'd be having, you know, just wind down drinks in the rec room and he would come out just butt naked every single time. He'd just emerge from his room just naked (laughs) and he'd just be singing, having the time of his life. We get another good moment with the consent conversation in this book. Drunk Nate is like, what I do this? no pants dance with me <laughs> and stars is like no because drunk people can't give consent phenomenal Brilliant. beautiful when she finally gets him into bed lola is like you know you're in love with him right yeah. she's like oh gosh no absolutely not hmm. so stassi then offers to make breakfast the next day because she knows that the boys will destroy him <laughs> for his escapades last night they ask her a bunch of different questions you know the questions where it's like would you still love me if i were a worm kind of but it's amazing and well she agrees she's like yeah i'd still like him if he was a shark like and she basically says yes each time and jj's like well sounds like you're in love to me and she doesn't say anything and she looks a little distressed and nate's like um interesting because remember we're not boyfriend and girlfriend very mm-hmm. interesting the next day nate takes her to the pool to work on her trust with lifting and stuff like that but lola packed her swimsuit for her and we get this moment I choke on nothing. Air? My own saliva? I don't know. But I'm struggling for oxygen. Calling what she's wearing a bikini is a massive exaggeration. (laughs) I'm so fucking glad the swim team isn't here right now. I'm not sure I could punch every single guy who looked in her direction, although I'd give it a good go. (laughs) I love it. She ends up feeling quite confident in the water with him lifting her. They do a few good lifts, but she's hesitant on one because her coochie has to be like right in his face. And then we get this moment, which again, I love him. You've used my face as a seat, Anastasia. I'm a big fan of your work. 
arguably your biggest fan. <laughs> and it's just, so good. Oh, they end up doing a few more lifts and then they conquer the lift where she initially fell and she asks what she did to deserve him and it is so fucking cute that I die. I love it. I love it so much. I'm just obsessed. So then Stassi and Lola are helping the boys decorate their house for Christmas and it is so wholesome. Stassi is contemplating going to Seattle for Christmas, which is the home of Meredith Grey. Nate is like, well, I'm not doing much, but you can come with me if you want because my cunty dad and my 16-year-old sister are off in St. Bart's and my mum's dead, so I'll be by myself. She wants to get him something for Christmas. He doesn't want anything in particular other than her, so they break some rules and he makes her come, not once but twice, but she's still worried about the whole Christmas present situation because he's like, all I want is you, and then he gets her and then she's still just like, I need something else for you. We have a beautiful quote from him though, which is, I only want you, Anastasia. Nothing you can buy me is better than the past four weeks with you. Give me more of that and I'll be happy. He can't do anything wrong for me. It's just so perfect. They start fucking again and she tells him to go in there. Bear, not bear grills. Not not bear grills. He's not going (laughs) into the bear and sitting in it like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Not Revenant. No. And that was a horse, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. He is going in without a condom. And at this point, I'm a little bit scared that she's going to get knocked up before nationals. And I was like, please, no. I'm happy with the epilogue. I'm okay with that situation. That's great. So then we get this moment, which makes me feral, which is look at you taking it like a good fucking girl. My, that's my favourite line. This is like that thing where if you understand what S-T-F-U-A-T-D-L-A-G-G is, just shut the fuck up and take that dick like a good girl. <laughs> I thought you were trying to spell something in a different language. Then. Like, where that was a thing on TikTok recently where it was like book talk girls know what these this thing means is and I was like in the lunchroom being like shut the fuck up I the what is that oh yeah <laughs> oh, okay well she's still upset that she never really found out what he wanted for Christmas but he's like dude you just gave him my Christmas present so Nate goes shopping for Stacy's Christmas present that night they're having a party and playing drunk twister which obviously seems like a great idea Henry ends up with like Stacy's ass in his face and Henry is like Nate help <laughs> and tells us <laughs> that she will kill Nate with high blood pressure if she keeps this up. The game finishes we get this quote which is between my legs is aching but but I want you so badly. Yeah Henry's right. She's going to kill me. (laughs) Literally. At this party, Ryan is drunk and getting a little bit handsy with Stasi, but she, like, puts him in his place. And Nate watches from afar, and again, he has very high blood pressure. It's an ongoing theme of the day. But Stas comes over and says that the only man she wants wrapped around her is Nate. It's cute. And it's very, very exclusive sounding. Exactly. So the next chapter, they're having a bonfire outside, and Stas is cuddled up in his lap while the party, like, rages around. And Nate is in a conversation conversation with his friends but he keeps checking on her and it's just this exchange is like it makes me cream yeah yeah i'm just all over the floor you just can't see it it's probably for the best actually i'm I'm concerned (laughs) our girl was so comfortable that she falls asleep and then she wakes suddenly because there's a fight going on and nate is like stay the fuck here and he runs inside and basically stuff obviously doesn't listen to him because she can't (laughs) she just cannot (laughs) it's not in her brain power so she runs in turns out henry beat up aaron because he was chatting shit about Stasi. 
Fucking up, Henry. We love Henry. Stas is pissed and wants to know what Aaron said. But Lola is like, sometimes it's just better not to know. Which so, you know it's bad yeah. if your friend is like, actually, you, you don't want to know. I'm not about that life. I cannot just sit there comfortably and not know something like that. Yeah, I don't just, know that anyone is. They're up in his room. She's helping clean up his injuries because he did end up getting hit by Aaron as he was pulling Henry off of him. And she's like, no, I don't need you to defend me. And we have a quote here, which is, I know you don't, but you're worth defending. Every cut, bruise, every single pang of anger or frustration, it's all worth it. I'd throw my last punch defending you because you deserve to have someone be that person for you. And there's no one more qualified for the job than me. Oh my God. They end up fucking, it's brilliant. They become official after this as well, which is like, this is when the impending sense of doom sits in yeah, for me. Yeah. We're too happy right now. We've got like a third of the book left. What is going to happen? Henry is then in a room with Stars and Nate the next morning. He really doesn't want to tell them what Aaron said, but Stars is like, no, I need to know. Again, she is us. Aaron has been talking shit about her for weeks. He has said the following items. Point one, that right ghosted her because she's a jersey chaser. Point two, that she's a slut whose parents are so broke that she clings to guys that will go pro so she can use their money. Three, that she is going to trap Nate with a baby and that she sucks at skating. And then finally, last night at the party, he had said that Stas was using them for a place to live, just like she had done with Aaron, and that Nate was deluded if he thought that Stas would actually like him because Stas is a fake. Henry doesn't even want to say the next bit but he does and the quote we get is he said no one will ever be able to love you because how could they when your own parents couldn't and the ones who bought you only want you to fill up their trophy cabinet oh my god like what the actual fuck cock sucking fucking cunt face shit for brains is this shit (laughs) wow That is just appalling. And Henry tells Stas that he loves her and that even if her and Nate break up, he'll always have her back. And then he leaves and Stas breaks down crying and Nate, like, holds her while she cries and I'm literally rubbing my chest because my heart hurts so much. It hurts. Next chapter, they're travelling for Christmas to her parents' place. Basically, Nate would have been spending the holidays alone, so he thanks her for spending this time with him, even if he's absolutely terrified to meet her parents. But never fear, because they are great, and we learn that Stas has been a hard-ass since she was a kid and once made a bunch of boys cry and told the principal that if a 13-year-old girl has to do his job, then something is clearly wrong. I fucking love it. Fuck it. I love it. I fucking love it. They end up wearing, like, matching onesies, like her parents have got them all matching onesies and it's, I'm just obsessed. It so much. And Nate is an absolute heaven because again he hasn't had that real family dynamic since his mum died. And they end up having a dinner outing and he knows for sure he's in for it because we get this moment fuck I am so in love with this woman. <gasps> Oh my god. It's so addictive this book. It's just so good. So then Stacy's parents also love Nate just as much as we do. Her dad is really excited to watch him play hockey and like Nate's getting quite emotional about it all because you know, remember his dad's a cunt and his mum's dead, so he doesn't have anyone to watch him play. I so wanna it's cry. Just, it's so beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. And then Stacy tells her mum what Aaron did, and her mum is like that little fuck. I'm like, good, at least mum and dad are on board. But Stasi has decided that they still need a professional partnership for the skating, but otherwise there will be no more friendship. They travel to his dad's home. 
and she's like, holy fuck, it, this is a mansion. So she feels terrible after getting a tour because she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you would have been in this giant ass house all by yourself. Thank God I am here. Next chapter, Nate is like, okay, when is the right time to tell a commitment phobe that you're in love with them? And the answer from all of us is right fucking now, but he does not. So sick. She jumps on the bed. She's like, this bed is fucking warm. And we get this exchange, which is definitely me and Aiden, which is I asked Betty to put the heated blanket on when she dropped off food. Is Betty your other girlfriend? Raising her foot in the air, she tugs at her boot and launches it over the other side of the bed. And like, this is me because I make stupid jokes, but I don't actually mean them. So I would be in the middle of like, you know, scrubbing the dishes or something and be like, oh, is that your other girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) So she gives Nay basically the best gobby of his life. So good, in fact, that we get this. We have a lot of sex, but I'm always too desperate to be inside her. But that, that was, God, I might have to propose to her. That fucking good. Can't relate. Can't relate at all. But Stacy's like, how do I tell him that I love him? You know, they're both having the same problem. There's no miscommunication trope here. We are they on the same page. They love each other so much. It's fantastic. They skate on the frozen lake behind his childhood home and they're practicing and it's so fucking cute. And we learn a little bit more why Nate dislikes his father so much. We do get a quote, which is, long story short, he was cheating on his dying wife with a 25-year-old ski instructor from the resort. Ew. Because also they own a ski resort. Yeah, so so he was fucking his 25-year-old employee while his wife was dying. Yeah, while his wife was dying. So that's great. Apparently this is a ski resort that Robbie had his accident at. Even then, like his dad still didn't do the right thing by him. His dad just made it as difficult as possible, which is just fucked. So Nate can't forgive him. We don't forgive him either. So the next day, Nate has to go to the shops. Stacy's presents come in and he has to go get it. So he leaves her a beautiful little note saying like, go explore, have fun. So Stacy's like, oh, let's go ice skating on this lake. And here my sense of doom has kicked in because we're on a frozen pond. We're trying Absolutely to find Bambi. Not. And then we hear cracking. Well, Nate's called her and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just on the outskirts of the frozen lake. And he's like, what? Do not move. And then she falls through the ice. Dun, dun, dun. Where we end the last chapter, we're a little bit before that in this next chapter. So Nate is shopping and we learn that he got Stacy an iPad for her therapy sessions and also he's going to download a digital planner for her and we fucking love him. He gets home and that's where we leave off the previous chapter where he calls her and she falls through the ice bada bing bada boom. He runs so fucking fast. He ends up picking up a life ring. He sees her but she's submerged and like she keeps like bobbing up and down. He throws the life ring out and she like grips it and like he ends up being able to wrangle her out but she's not breathing when she gets out. He ends up giving her CP and she like splutters alive. He takes her to the shower and puts her in to like regulate her temperature again because again, freezing cold water, freezing Stacy. It's again, all freezing. Jack and Rose. Jack and Rose. And we get this moment where she says, I love you, Nathan. She clears her throat a few times trying to clear the raw gravelly sound. And this isn't some, I don't know, trauma response. I'm in love with you. And that's what I thought when I fell through that ice. How I've known for so long and I hadn't even told you how I was going to die and you weren't going to know and I was so mad at myself I love you and I'm sorry I didn't tell you when I realized screaming he ends up taking her to the ER and she stays overnight and he obviously obviously 
stays with her and she ends up being okay. That's just the ideal drowning scenario. If you're going to drown, that's an optimal solution. Mm. So Stacy is then getting discharged from hospital and she has to call her parents and tell them because her phone is like in that lake now. It lives there. They freak out and Nate takes good care of her though, so there's at least that. She's then like, hey, we should probably exchange gifts. He's like, wait, I thought you'd already given me my gift when we were like Bear Grylls raw dogging it. And she's like, coming inside of me is not a freaking Christmas present, Nathan. And he says, it makes me feel jolly when I do it. (laughs) (laughs) Nate gets her the pyjamas and she gets him the zebra and leopard print leggings. They go back and forth presents and she actually loves the iPad that he got her. His last present, like she's wearing, it's a Titans jersey with his name on the back. And he's like, okay, sweet. Time to fuck. So we come in unexpected with this chapter. This is the quote. I'm lying naked on the kitchen island and my hands are tied above my head with a Christmas present ribbon. To be totally honest, I'm not sure how I ended up in this position. My girlfriend is a creative visionary, she claims. So when she told me to drop my boxes and lie on the counter, I did it with zero hesitation. What can I say? I am a weak man. I love him. I would die for him. Yes. So she's covering him in whipped cream when his sister barges in the door and is like, Grandmummy, it's me. You're Anastasia. Oh my god, the embarrassment. Nate's sister Sasha doesn't really care but she's like, dude, dad's also here. So you may want to put some pants on. When they come back downstairs, their dad has gone. Daz and Sasha are like talking while they get ready and they basically become besties. <laughs> I'm trying to think, would I prefer being walked in on by my child <laughs> or a younger sibling? I'm unsure. I'm unsure. unsure. At least one of them won't be able to remember it. Stas is then freaking out and it doesn't help that a girl Nate used to fuck rocks up to serve them at lunch and is like, oh, hey, and trying to be flirty. Weirdly, never fear because Nate's daddy is here and Ian Hawkins tells the girl to get the fuck lost. Nate's dad, who is called Ian, by the way, Ian then overtakes Aaron as one of the most hated people in this book. And he's basically trying to make Sasha eat a salad when she wants a burger. And Stas obviously isn't having it. And we love it. They're basically invited to a New Year's Eve party at the resort and Stas is jealous over that girl at lunch and Nate has reassured her and the quote is, I wish there wasn't anyone before you, but I can't change the past. I can promise you there will be no one after you. Ellie, does that do oh the trick God. for you? As, um... Yeah, look, it helps. It really does help. <laughs> so long as the past is never mentioned again, I think I can live with that. They then make love. I love the description and it's just we're obsessed. Love is pouring out of him. Every touch soft and caring, every look and motion specifically designed for me, for us. And when he sings into me, making me rise beneath him, he whispers how much he loves me into my ear, how perfect I am for him, how he's the lucky one. Oh my god, this man! He's just unrealistic expectations here. Yeah, honestly, fair. So Nate then leaves Stacy to go pack their suitcase and goes to see his dad. And his dad actually likes her. So we have a quote, which is, She reminds me of your mum when I first met her. Bold, beautiful, not afraid of anything. She called your grandfather a pig-headed misogynist once, you know. He smiles, and for the first time in so long, it feels genuine. To his face as well. I almost choked on my drink. I was mortified. And then when we argued about it, she challenged me to prove he wasn't a pig-headed misogynist. And 
Like if we weren't already obsessed with dead mum, we are now. I love his dead mum. Perfect. Mom. And it explains why Nate is such a good human. Literally. So then Nate's like, why did you cheat? And he's like, well, everyone makes mistakes. And it's like, everyone has well, that's a big fucking mistake, dude. Like it wasn't a mistake when you fell into the vagina of your employee while your wife was dying. That's Ian. a problem. Seems like a right can't move there. But mm. anyway, Nate then realizes in that moment that no one can hate him more than he hates himself, which is probably warranted. Yeah. But we move on from that because we're heading home and Henry is really, really upset about the whole near death experience, which is just like, oh, you poor little possum. Then Stassi breaks the news that she's moving back to her apartment and Aaron will be her skate partner once again. He's been cleared to skate, which means Nate's cleared to go back to hockey. Nate is not handling this at all. He ends up snapping at her and immediately apologizes. Like they don't even have an opportunity to have a fight. It is like he has the reaction in the moment, has enough self-awareness to apologize. And then we sort of leave it at that. We then get this moment, which I absolutely loved, which is like Nate is buying stars like apology flowers and JJ is with him and JJ's like, like, well, no one has ever bought me flowers. So Nate buys JJ flowers. I love it so much. <laughs> so cute. Stars then basically goes to see Henry and Henry was just like so scared for stars and like we love their bond. Stars says to him, you know, I love you, right? That there isn't one single thing that I hate about you. And Henry says, I know you do. And that's why. I worry about you. I've never had what we have before. I don't want to lose it. Henry! Henry! My heart, it hurts! Stars then basically goes to see Aaron and Coach Brady and they're basically essentially having like a round table to see if they can resolve their differences and work together again and Aaron's putting it on. He says he's sorry and that he signed them up for therapy like for teammates. Stars is like I'll think about it but it's clear that she doesn't trust him and she thinks she's got him figured out. Mm. That is in fact incorrect. It is in fact incorrect but she ends up having such a day that she's like nope I need to get absolutely fucking wrecked with my best friend and we've all been there before exhibit a this podcast (laughs) yeah stars wakes up in bed with lola and robbie hungover as all hell nate tells stars about their night and we get this moment you ate 20 chicken nuggets in about four minutes it was like you were having an eating competition but you were the only contestant i've never been more in love with you (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love that so much Stas tells him about what happened with Aaron. He doesn't trust him, obviously, but it's not Stas and Nate issue. So they're basically trying to just like keep it, you know, separate, if that makes yeah. sense. Nate's back playing hockey and Stas is watching one of his games and her dad texted him saying that he was at like a pub or something watching the game and wished Nate luck. And so Nate beautiful. doesn't even know what to say because he's never had that parental support before and I'm not okay. Nate wins the game and speaks to Stas after about her therapy with Aaron. The doctor that they're seeing for therapy basically thinks that she should move back in with Aaron and Nate ends up snapping again. He thinks that Aaron is manipulating her and he thinks that Aaron's going to hurt her again. Stas isn't having it and basically puts him in his place. We all agree with Nathan in this moment. Yeah. yeah. We're all like, Nate is right, but okay, Stas, you do you, boo, in your own time. We support women's rights and wrongs. Yeah, women's rights, women's wrongs. 
Darcy and Lola decide that they're both going to move out of the hockey house and back in with Aaron. And yeah, it's just later that day, she's back skating with Aaron and he's huffing and puffing about her weight when he has to lift her. She's had a gut full of this and she's like, well, maybe you just need to lift heavier weights. Yeah, maybe you need to work out more. Mm, Exactly Mm. right. We then flip back to Nate's POV and he's just moping around the house. You would have thought that they'd broken up, but no, he's just really sad that she's moved out. And then JJ ends up ripping into him and tells him (laughs) that he's being selfish and not understanding that Stasi is using Aaron to reach her own dreams and he is not going to be replaced. And it's like, oh, JJ. He's like his own little therapist. I love it. So they end up going back on a date together and he tells her that he's going to stop being a selfish dick and he supports her and understands that she's doing what she needs to do to get to where she needs to be and she obviously forgives him and we're all happy again. It's great. We swap back to Stacey after this and ever since Nate dropped her off, she's got this like feeling in her chest and it's called missing him. So she begs him to come back over. He's like, yeah, no worries, babe. I'll be there. But she's like waiting for him at the door and as soon as he knocks on the door, she like pounces on him and they just snuggle and they fuck and it's just it's brilliant i love it so much we love it it's hockey game day and it's also nationals day it's all very exciting it's all happening nate ends up winning his game and he speaks with another guy from the opposing team about what happened regarding him not skating turns out the guy knows aaron and he says that aaron got injured initially by playing football drunk. Nate is pissed and he drives to the Nationals in like pure silence because he's just raging. Mm. And he gets there and he ends up watching the performance of Stas and Aaron. And at the end, after like the perfect performance, we get this moment. And when the applause starts, that's when Aaron takes her face in his hands and kisses her. Mother. So at this stage, I was still like, for some reason in my brain, I thought he was gay but also still weirdly possessive. Mm. And then I was like, oh, my God, no, it's just fuck boy. Yeah. Yeah. The next chapter, Stas can't get Aaron off her. I cannot, cannot even imagine how that would feel. And it's like televised as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when she finally does get him off of her, she skates off and she just starts sobbing. Like she's an absolute mess, which is understandable. But they need to go back out on the ice to find out where they placed. But Stas is like, absolutely not. I'm fucking done. Next minute, Nate storms through the doors and punches Aaron right in the fucking face and we Thank you, love mate. it. They end up placing first but Stas is like nope that's it. She's going solo. Aaron freaks out but she absolutely puts him in his place and we love it. Yeah. She goes out to Nate and like freaks out like about her parents because remember in her brain she thinks if she's not the absolute best that they won't love her. Won't love her. And she's stressing about how mad they're going to be and Nate answers the call from her dad and he and her mum are freaking out about how distraught she looked on TV. Because bear in mind, Aaron's out there standing with like an ice pack on his face and like a split lip and she's like obviously frazzled. Yeah, like the the kiss was televised and then they disappear and then to come back and get the scores because how it works with ice skating lacking the 2018 Winter Pyongyang Olympics. Anyways, so after you've done routine, you sit down on a bench next to the rink and you stare while you get the scores and that's televised. So that's the bit where Aaron's got the black eye and the ice pack. She is just like more being like don't fucking touch me imagine being your parents yeah watching all of that yeah so they're checking on her nate tells her parents that he punched aaron and her dad is like thank 
fucking God. And they are so <laughs> understanding about absolutely everything and it's beautiful. So they end up traveling back to the hockey house and Lola is moving in their stuff. And Lola's like, we're just moving back in here until we can find somewhere else for both of us to move out to. Happy days. Yeah. We're done with Aaron. Thank um, God. Nate is then asked to go to the dean's office and apparently someone anonymously has come forward and told the dean about the Aaron situation and how he had lied about the injury and all of that stuff. And Aaron has basically been expelled and transferred to another school. Sick. Isn't that a funny coinkydink? Isn't that a um, coinkydink? Nate is like, oh my God, I bet that was Grandmummy, it's me, Anastasia. But she's like, no, no, it was not. It was not me. No, not at all. Nate then goes to see his coat. This is like Nate's last year of college. He's he's done. And so he says that Henry should be the one to replace him as captain of the hockey team. We love it. <laughs> we are in the epilogue. Epilogue. It's two and a bit years later. Stasi is in Seattle. She's barefoot and she's pregnant. Pregante! They definitely have just the most pure nuclear white picket fence little family thing going on. They've got the golden retriever puppy. They've got the Range Rover vehicle. He's like this signed up Division One hockey player. She's just won the gold medal at the Olympics. Things are great. She's six months pregnant. Apparently they had a little bit too much fun celebrating her gold medal win. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And she'd puked up all her birth control when she was too nervous beforehand. Yeah. Oops. They end up going on a baby moon. He's like organized this beautiful private villa and taking her out for this gorgeous private intimate dinner. And she's like not picking up on any of the vibes. There's like rose petals leading out to a private table. And she's like, I am fucking starving. I am going to eat every single thing on this menu. And he's like, cool. Anyway. I'm going to propose to you right now. So, <laughs> we do have a quote here, which is falling in love with Nathan Hawkins was not something I could have planned. No planner, iPad or freaking sticker chart could have prepared me for my future. My imagination isn't capable of dreaming up this level of happiness. <laughs> so it's beautiful. They're engaged. They're pregnant. They're, they're so just happy. doing all of the things. I love it. I love I just, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, so good. It was like the perfect amount of fluff. It was yeah, literally, remember? The, the perfect, like if you could have a textbook example of the perfect amount of spice, fluffy love, mm -hmm. it's this book. It's it is. absolute mm -hmm. perfection. We're going to jump into the music references for this baby. And in honour of our uber slut, it is fitting to recall the song playing during that epic moment, Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. We love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I actually managed to find some fans for this book. Yay. Sometimes with like rom-coms, it's actually really hard to find fan art, but we found it. So we've got two pieces by Miss Full Stop Sketched. So she's done a version of the Uber scene, but it's kind of like, you know, they recreate it on Valentine's Day, so they're in slightly different outfits. And then we've got a version of them on the ice, which is kind of like the cover piece. It's like it's those outfits, so it's kind of inspired by that. And then by Reed underscore and underscore repeat, she has done a version of like the cover for the book where it's kind of like stars with her skates over her shoulder and Nate's just in the background minding his own business. It's beautiful. <laughs> we loved this book. It was so lovely. And as I said at the beginning, this book really sets us up, I think, for our next book, which is around 150 
50 pages of pure dark erotica. Get fucking yeah. ready. It is The Dare by Harley. I don't know how to say her last name. Is it La Rocks? La, is it La Rocks or is it La Rue? We are so sorry if we are butchering your name. I love your shit. <laughs> Just a reminder, it is not everyone's cup of tea. So before it's- you listen to that episode, make sure you check the trigger warnings, which are listed in the book, along with doing some research about the series as a whole. It's very, very dark and it is degrading. There's clowns. There are, there are some clowns. There's clowns. But- so think dark erotica and clowns. And if that is not tickling your pickle, then just, you know, skip you can that skip one. that one. Yes. So that is very, very exciting. I'm very excited for that. That's it. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube if you haven't already at a book and a bev podcast. Please rate, like, and subscribe. We hear that helps. We love and appreciate you and we'll see you next week.